For Arts and Adventure Summits, the Airwaves, this is the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. I'm R. Brandon Long, along with Todd Obendorfer. We are your hosts for the greatest podcast in all the land. Uh, with us this week are Arts and Adventure... Oh, welcome to 2022, everyone, by the way. So. Or 2023. <clears throat> That's what I meant. 2022, three. That's Jeez. a really good start, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> it only goes uphill from here. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have Tara and... Leon. Now, Tara Warren is the easy part. Okay. We're going to get to you in just a minute because Leon is the hard part. Leon, I, I butchered his name during the mayor's awards. I'm like, Leon, teach me how to say your last name so I don't screw it up during the mayor's awards. And he teaches me and I'm like, I can't get it. I can't get it in like five seconds. So well, we have Leon here. So let's yeah. just all say it together. Yeah. Or, 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 or you say it and we'll all say it with okay, you. Okay. Yeah. Leon, you go first. Okay. Araujo. Oh, Jesus. Araujo. 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 Yeah, Araujo. You got I, it? I missed the double B because I just said Araujo, and that is not it. It's Araujo. I'm sure Araujo. he won't walk out of Araujo. 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 Yeah. We'll say my, my last name next. Okay. And then yours. Yeah, Obendorfer. Yeah. Hey, see, years have passed. You've gotten o pretty good at it. Obendorfer. Open the Dorfer. Oh, oh yes. See, I've Dorfer. heard that too. Yes, thank you. That's the polite version of the last name. Obendorfer. 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 Open the Dorfer. Yeah. Yeah, open, open the Dorfer. Dorfer. That's, pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, okay. Uh, Leon, with you may know him as Noise Explosion, visual artist. You have a show coming up here soon. And then we have Tara. Uh, ultra runner um, and also chatting about Rufa running up for air, which is in February. So let's let's go there first, shall we, Tara? Um, oh, yeah. So now here's a question that I, I want to ask you because I don't know and I kind of feel dumb asking. No, that's kind of what we do, though. We is ask that, questions that we don't already know. Yeah, because I don't. Like, right. But, you're in a safe place. But I'm wondering if I should know. Like, Tara, is, do you work or are you like full time trail runner? Oh, well, I run a lot, so that's, <laughs> that takes up time yeah. fully. Yeah. Um, but I, I coach. I have a coaching gig where I have great clients and okay. train them for different reasons. Because I because I know that on your Instagram, there's um, you have affiliations, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you make any real money at that, or maybe that's how you make a living. Uh, that's the question. No, I don't. I'm okay. not a pro. Okay. I'm not a pro. Okay. I work with a lot of companies who graciously provide me money or goods depending yeah. on how i'm doing race wise and okay shoes such so yeah sometimes sometimes so, uh, yeah. <laughs> we gotta get you some but regular no, shoes I'm not, I'm not a pro is that no is that something you want to do or is that just you just love running and that's just sort of a bonus i, I just love running yeah i just do i mean i'm kind of a geek about it so and your husband's a runner yeah and so did you run together did you start did he start how'd that go well it's funny little story yeah so we both have always been fit and exercised and done that kind of thing and i guess fit has air quotes you know depending on where yeah. you are in your stage of life but um it wasn't until i had my first kid about 14 years ago where he's the kind of guy who'll go to like the grocery store and read the magazines there right <laughs> okay, like, yeah right my yeah. kind of my kind of kid yeah that's uh -huh. great and so it was taking forever to come home and you know my baby was real colicky and it was just kind of tough and i didn't know where he was and he came home with this magazine and he was like enthralled and he was already into like lodija and those kind of events so he's mm. kind of like an, an endurance athlete um he's like there's people that run these races all night and they they eat and they you know, they, they don't even sleep or go to the bathroom. You know, just the how, typical How long ago was this? Was this like uh, mid-late 90s or? Uh, about 14 years ago. Okay, because yeah. I think like ad adventure ultra racing was sort of the first time I'd heard of any endurance sport that went overnight or something. You know, mm -hmm. that it was like a long, and it was human based in other words not like a race car race that goes overnight or something like that but mm -hmm. but humans that participate in a sport that goes multiple nights in a row yeah and not a relay not a relay like this right, right 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 yeah so that's just kind of how it started and i could see that look in his eyes and i was like oh no i've lost him and yeah and i lost him i lost him <laughs> <laughs> and then it took a while for me to get so he going. started doing the long distances he started yeah he dabbled in a lot of the like the local 50s like a lot of skags races out 
Antelope Island. And that would be Jim Skaggs, Jim Skaggs. Antelope Island, Shout out um, to Buffalo Jim. 100. And mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. So, yeah, just a lot of those and got involved with um, the Hummer group with mm-hmm. Manning and those guys. And um, so we just kind of went from there. And I jumped in after I had my second kid. I was just nervous. I think one of the things about trail running for women, well, they get scared of being taken, mm-hmm. being eaten by something or getting lost and through the years sometimes being taken and being eaten is by the same person it could be or animal yeah yeah both so that's what i've run into just through the years when i've been out and about talking to other groups and 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 learning what makes it work for Mm -hmm. trail running for women and addressing those things and once you kind of get a pattern established and and get out there and and just feel comfortable in your surroundings things start to to work out a little bit what are some of the hacks that you use to get comfortable you take a dog do you have weaponry like what do you i know some, what do you do yeah, yeah for some that's both for me it was just picking a simple route and doing that route every time mm. and learning where the holes were or where like the deer might run past you or mm. you know what makes it work like what are the locals that go out there and walk their dogs that day are they are they scary are they are they nice or you know you just kind of learn especially in our little neighborhood you kind of learn how that works and um, it started to be less scary. And for me, it was just running down birdsong. You guys yeah. know that part. I would run from my house on the road down birdsong, which is barely a mile mm-hmm. on a trail. And I was like, sweet, I'm a trail runner. <laughs> uh, you know, I was feeling I'd see the sunrise. And you know, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And and then, you know, I probably did that route, gosh, like a year and a half. And like that's not super day. woodsy either. Oh, no, it's not. It's not at all. But it's dirt. Yeah. And so then I started feeling a little better about that. And I knew that I wanted to go to other places that I could see from where I was. And I, in order to do that, I have to be more fit or have different gear or mm. find more friends that would go with me. And it just kind of evolved from that point. And, uh, yeah, so go anywhere you want these days so, so your Safely. first long run was oh gosh i a couple miles or, or like how did you start sure well i've been running since high school just casually like okay. i've never done a marathon i've done a couple half marathons just for kicks but never really been that serious about it i just kind of ran just to you know like just to if i'm bored or just want it you know just be active <laughs> yeah. i have a lot of energy and yeah. just kind of burn off energy through the day i you know, before I was married, I had a job where I traveled all the time. And so I would, you know, run on the treadmill for 30 minutes and call mm-hmm. that good. And so just kind of always done some running, but never really expanded into the things I'm kind of doing now. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a lot. Um, yeah. And uh, big, big stuff, too. So um, what UTMB. So why don't I don't know how many people I mean, how many people from Ogden or how many people that, you know, actually go do that what is it first of all and then and then explain like it's kind of a big deal yeah it's it's a pretty big deal um it's in chamonix in france and it's basically the world series of ultra running uh, from around the world and there's uh, seven different races that make up this week-long festival of of races and um, there's everything from um, like a community-based race um, which a lot of locals get into. There's an adventure stage race that goes the whole week. There's a 100K, a 50K, a 100-miler. Then the one I did last year was kind of a random. It's like 93 miles. <laughs> but um, they all um, are around or on the Trail de Mont Blanc, which is a famous trail. Imagine like it's not like a shoreline, but it's like a, an established trail. <laughs> we'll pretend people, it's like it's cool like, as a shoreline. Like <laughs> shoreline. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a, it's an established trail that people go to and they can even uh, stay at different uh, places along the way and mm. make it like a, as long as they want to adventure or mm-hmm. they can uh, have a race. And to get into this race, you have to, well, that's all changed now, but <laughs> when I got into it, you have to, finish certain races that give you qualifying points that allow you to then enter a lottery. You get into the lottery and then you accept and then you get to do this race. Wow. And so, yeah, all that's changed now and there's a lot of complications. So, so are you going back? Is, are you uh, no. grandfathered in? Is this something? I, oh, I wish, I wish. Okay. No, so they've changed the format, like I said. And so it's a little bit trickier than North America to qualify, to do qualifying mm. races. 
But um, yeah, I am possibly doing one of those races this year, which I'll, I don't know if I want to go into right now or not, but no, but yeah, I I'm excited to maybe go back and, and, and do that UTMB race. Leon, I know this is a familiar story to you with your experience of running in France. I know. Oh, I really <laughs> it's, so much. It's like, like a same old story, same old story. Tara's doing great because she's you're so you're so, so humble, and I I know like you when you started, you've been doing Instagram for a while, say doing Instagram like it's a job or something, but posting to it on your runs. But I don't. I think you just were very consistent over a long period of time, but never really got super flashy or never really did like trendy stuff, but it was sort of the same shots over and the consistency over time has sort of won for you. Um, are you, what are your thoughts on Instagram? Oh man. Is this where we edit? Or- <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> oh, you're real. No, I, I have a love. I think probably a lot of people have a love hate with it. It's you true. Know? And and so, I, this is a universal question that we'll yeah. talk to Leon about in just a second. Yeah. This will tie us in for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's changed so much over the years and yeah. we've seen all the trends and all the, the things like it's been around long enough that I have a teenager now on it. So it's now it's like, whoa. But um, yeah, like I, I started it originally long ago. When my mom was sick just to show her where I was running because mm. people were tired of seeing it on our like family account so it was more you know like yeah. like that sort of thing and um yeah just it was exciting and you know brands were excited to see people using their gear and so you'd post something and you know backcountry would repost you and wow you'd get two thousand followers in a day you know yeah. and long gone are the days of of that type of thing and yeah. and that was kind of fun and the wild west of instagram but i mean i really i i really enjoy running and that's kind of the bottom, the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I really just run and enjoy taking pictures of when I'm out. I think and that's kind of my stick. <laughs> and it, yeah, it appeals yeah. to some people, and to some people they don't. It doesn't, or they think it's not real. But it's for sure it's really just kind of is mundane. But that's right. But I can tell that I can tell, and I think people can tell. They can see through. In other words. Um, I mean, I actually can't think of specific accounts, but there's accounts out there who will post running photos, and you're like, this person never runs. Like, they hardly ever run. Like, come on. You know what I mean? And so, uh, but I think your account is um, uh, just boring enough that it is just you running all the time. <laughs> or my dog. You know? I got, yeah, I, yeah, dog, monotonous. And yeah. the dog. And, and uh, yeah, we're throwing it. It gets a little exciting there. So, but the, that, it, that we can tell, like, this girl really loves to run my gosh like that's that's what you well do. plus it's the consistency that's inspiring yeah. too because people can you know maybe they didn't get out that day but you were able to get out that day and so it inspires them to try to do the same the next day or whenever that is and i think if you i think it comes down to anything on a regular basis is more inspiring than releasing something once a month twice a week you know as as often as you're able to do it when you go out I think it's very inspiring. And that's so funny that you mentioned uh, that you really started for your mom because I think everyone knows I'm not, I'm not really big into any of the social medias. I'm so glad that Brandon is. And so uh, I provide the graphics for the, for the social social things. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I think I did the most consistent when I, I went through a quite a long spell where I was traveling a lot and, uh, it was essentially so that my mom could follow where I was, right? And so enough so that she would know where sort of live stream cameras were. Um, and so I was, I, was, I was doing a lot of traveling kind of around the world too. And so that was her way of keeping in touch with me. And so I know that it's, it's inspiring to kind of see people that you know doing kind of cool things. And so there's that little... Uh, that's the other side of it, but mostly it was so my mom could sort of follow these places that I was. And then when I got back home, I just stopped doing that. Uh, she probably wishes I would yeah, actually yeah. more again now. Yeah. Moms love it. Moms oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Of course. What's your experience on social, particularly Instagram, Liam? Um, so what are your thoughts? I, I enjoy posting on Instagram. I enjoy the, the connection with people because I feel like, I communicate with a lot of people and there's a lot of times where I've met or I know somebody from their username and then I see them and I'm like, Hey, you're so-and-so. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, what's your name though? <laughs> Cause I don't really. But username is a, that's a big, you know, part of it as well. I'm easy. I'm just taught Oberndorfer. So I'm pretty easy to follow. 
But I do know a lot of people that are simply known by, mm-hmm. in your case, it's noise explosion, noise right? Yeah, right? Noise underscore explosion. Very different than your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go back to the importance for you of choosing that name. Or when did that come about? Yeah. <laughs> when did that become was, synonymous so to, to Leon? It started, I think it was with like Need for Speed, like the, the video game. I created an account need, on the Need for Speed? Yeah. So I created an account there and, and I was like, that's a cool car name. I was like, I'll do that. And it just kind of like transitioned on from there to Instagram. And then I put it on my Facebook and it was just like something that I never thought it would be Are, are you a Fast and Furious fan? No. Wow. <laughs> I am not. Well, my family's <laughs> rewatching them again. Started last night. The whole, from the whole the, thing? From the first. Yeah. First your, wa- two, your wife is the like first, a, yeah. the biggest geek I've ever known. I, I know. I, I absolutely know. love it. And she, <laughs> I don't necessarily see her participating in that culture, so it's really, really fun <laughs> to see that anyway. And yeah. so has Noise Explosion become part of you know, the, the culture of who you are as an artist as well? Do you use that yeah. name for your art? I, I do now. Uh, at, at some point, it kind of became like people would talk to me and they're like, hey, you're Noise Explosion. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. And uh, I kind of like that they didn't know my name at times. So it was like, I'm just, I'll just go by that. And I started kind of tying into it. I was like, how can I show or uh, utilize this username that I created back in high school when I had no idea it was going to become a thing? Um, so noise, I kind of take it as like, all right, I like advertising a lot. Let's make some noise. Let's create a buzz over it or whatever. Uh, and that's kind of like what the explosion would be now to me, I guess, is uh, it's just create hype for something and like do a thing and that uh, right now is me <laughs> i i'm just kind of doing my art and noisy I, well that's what know. i think of with yeah. you it's noisy for sure. i'm <laughs> definitely very noisy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually kind of quiet but <laughs> not when it comes to your work though hey, hey well hopefully <laughs> that's how i hopefully see that it. speaks on its own so <laughs> well i think now's probably a good time we'll kind of bounce back and forth between yeah. the two of you yeah. to get to know you just a little bit um Visual artist, um, graphic designer. What's your elevator pitch? What's what's your spiel? And I'm sure it grows as an artist it, as well. You, you know, I just keep I keep adding but you, on. You but you still <laughs> have to you still have to hone that elevator yeah. pitch though. So I essentially the way that I describe myself would be just a visual artist uh, that specializes in digital media photography. And now I want to say murals because that's just what I want to well, go into sure? more. You've done how many? Six? Uh, five. Five? Okay. Yeah, so I started last March, I think it was. You've done five in a year? Mm-hmm. Seems like a good year. Yeah. I think you can call yourself a muralist if you do five in a year. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to do more. <laughs> yeah? So let's talk about your first mural. When did that come about? How did that come about? I think that sort of approaching that first opportunity is everything when it comes to somebody that might be interested and doing a mural, taking their work to that possible next level. Because I know plenty of visual artists that I think would be great muralists, right? But it's it's A, not for everybody, and B, they just haven't had the opportunity or haven't made the opportunity to find a nice public wall, right? Yeah. Or location. So let's let's hear about your very first wall. So the very first wall was for Soul City Coffee. It was uh, over on Washington Boulevard between 35th and 36th. Now, did they know? Uh, they, they didn't know that I did any murals or anything like that. I just saw that we're opening. And, uh, and at some point, I was like, hey, I can do a mural here. And they were like, that would be very helpful. And I was like, yeah. Wait, no, back up. Did you like approach? You went mm-hmm. and talked to them? Did mm-hmm. you know them? Yeah, yeah, I, I did know them. So Relationships was, help. So yeah, obviously yeah, that's a yeah, good first yeah. yeah, so that was, I did, I did know them, uh, which is Gordon Green, Greenwood. He, he plays around, he plays music yep. and great artists as yeah. well. Um, so I did know them and uh, I approached him and I was like, hey, I would like to do a mural here if that's something that you're uh, wanting to. And he was like, yeah, that would be great. That would be very helpful. Uh, we can't pay you. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, you know what? That's, Exposure. That's, yeah, I was yeah. like, that's totally fair. Uh, and then you had him play one, for though. free at your birthday party. So that's perfect. Yeah. Well, I'll still ca- I'll catch in eventually, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty thankful because... I like to think of those opportunities at times of like, how else am I going to show somebody that I can't do a mural? Is that odd? Like, is that like, artists, is that like 
interning. We were talking about you have to intern for to be a tattoo artist. But if you have to, you got to get a job first. You have to show your work first. So, so if it's free, it's free. Is that like how you do it in the art world? Like how does uh, it's work? It's all relative. And hopefully, <laughs> definitely my experience uh, working with students in the university and obviously working with internships there, it, the default for internship opportunities are not free anymore. Mm. So sorry, people out there who want free interns. Like that's not the go-to anymore. Like there are expectations that you are going to do more than just like allow them to get three credits for working for you for however many months. Right. And so I, I do think and hope and cross my fingers that that is that we like, we've turned that corner in the road. I don't know if it's true everywhere. I think when it comes to initial opportunities for anybody, that is truly a personal thing. I think that, you know, that one free opportunity, a, I would, I wouldn't pay for any of my like, paint supplies things like that i would have them pay for all of that yeah, which which is kind of like the the main thing that's that a I big said. chunk I was like, that's I'm a huge chunk that. of that right yeah. um and so it's knowing the whole story it's obviously you know that he's starting a new business and so you're you're sort of partnering when it comes to that to some degree and so i think that i've done my share of free work there's no question about it right i don't wish that on anybody because i think every artist is worth mm-hmm. you know just period Um, And so I think it's more of a personal thing. I would hope as your portfolio starts to build up, as the relationship starts to build up, sometimes that very first one, well, he took a chance on you. Definitely right? did because he did not look. He didn't ask for any of my work. Okay, that was going to be my next <laughs> question: is What sort of pitch that you had to make for him? Uh, and yeah, I'm yeah. sure at this point, you've gotten after four or five of these that you, you probably draw up a nice little sketch. You mm-hmm. present some options, that type of thing. The fact that you had free raid in a brand new space. Wow. What yeah. a f- See, I would maybe take that into account as well. <laughs> It's just like, maybe I'm not getting paid for this per se, but what an incredible opportunity. Yeah. So I just, I was just, I like the wall. I was like, you, I like I, the wall. I, I want to, <laughs> <means it's>, I <laughs> don't wash it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, great yeah, exposure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I said, I, I'll paint something. I was like, what do you like? He's like, well, the whole thing is kind of like music. So I was like, all right, I'll paint something with like a guitar. And, uh, so I drew it up and I, I like to draw skeletons a lot. I do a lot of skulls and things like that. And, uh, so I drew the whole wall. I took a picture, did it digitally. And he liked it, but he was like, you know what? Instead of a guitar, can you put a microphone? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, and can you add Soul City to it? I was like, yeah, I can. I totally can do that. Turns out the the city doesn't allow that. You can't have advertising in a mural. Uh, oh, but because he does, he not own the lot, or how does that work? No, I just think it's because for it to be considered a mural, it can't be advertising. So by having a the the name of a business on the actual mural then that doesn't... Mirrors are complicated, even in the private spaces. It's one well, of those things. What if you... Oh, I don't know. I don't doubt he owns a lot. But if you <laughs> own the lot... If it's your own personal space, probably a separate you know, path. Yeah, because that's just, just like your sign. Like, I'm going to make a sign. It's a m- mural. Oh, yeah. lost my camera. Or it's the a building. Mural. Yeah. If you own yeah. the building. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe just to be added onto the mural database. That's my guess. Uh, I'll tell you what. That still shows you even as... Uh, As a muralist, all those steps that are involved, you're like, well, I love to draw and I love to paint. And you're like, well, that's just a start of it. <laughs> you also have to be able to do this, 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 this. And particularly, the more that you do it, there's more of that business side of how to do it, right? And so knowing what you can legally do with the city, if you want to involve the city's opinion on that, right? We all happen to be part of Ogden City's <laughs> Arts Advisory Committee, right? And so that's as a committee, particularly one of our subcommittees called called public art, that's what we do, right? And so we'd love to give advice on that. We'd love to, you know, be a, a second set of eyes, you know, if, if we need to. I do know that that's not a required thing for a lot of these murals. No, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're an artist and you're starting and you don't know how to get it out there, like your work out there. Uh, Augur- Resources. Augur City Arts is a good resource yeah. uh, to start because you just got to figure out You got to learn what you don't know because you don't know what you don't know. Like, like Leon, how did you just, like, how do you learn things? Like, how do you learn about say grants and stuff? Um, just by listening, honestly. To, to our well, podcast. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, but really, um, 
it's just kind of meeting other artists and learning from them. I think uh, a lot of times yeah. I feel like not a lot of people are willing to listen. You know, they go and like talk and they're like, eh, I know more or, you know, like. So I like to think that I'm one of those people that just listen and take in the two cents. And Tara, how much advice do you give out to people and they don't listen? Well, I've stopped doing that. <laughs> 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 As a coach, my first rule is not to give advice for anything for any reason. You get to a point where you're just like, oh, you know, it's hard because people need to figure things out for themselves. Yeah. Whatever it might be, yeah. running, art, you know, whatever, like not learning to drive. You need to get advice for that. But, you, you know, like that's how you become a more well-rounded person is kind of messing up. People want the shortcuts, though, right? Yeah, you want the short. You always yeah. want the shortcuts. That's just kind of how it works. And yeah. sometimes you you give them, and you learn who listens and who doesn't. And yeah. I think that's it exactly. And I think that especially now that you're involved with Ogden City Arts a little bit more, so that just opens up more opportunities for you, right? And it also, I think, the very first committee that I ever joined was so I can learn more about. It was uh, a nine rail steering committee, I think, right? When the, the nine rails creative district was, was being talked about and they weren't getting much coverage and people weren't talking about it because it was in those early discussions. And what's the best way to learn is just be part of those discussions, right? And so obviously I'm extremely excited to see another visual artist on the committee. So, so congrats on that slot. But I'm sure as an artist, you could still find that balance between walking the road the way you want to do it, but then also, you know, using the experience of other artists, other art leaders and arts organizations that can, I mean, there's so many of us that are there to support artists, right? But we can't visit every artist's house as much as we'd like to, yeah. right? And so a little bit of the, little bit of that has to come from the other side. They have to kind of reach out a little bit more so. And so the more involved you've got with arts organizations, and you've become more of an arts leader. Have you, I mean, has it helped your practice? Absolutely. Because uh, th there's a lot of times that I meet somebody that's really, really good at digital art. And I'm like, so what are, what are some things that you do here? Because like, I'm trying the same thing and I can't get that result. So they oftentimes are like, oh, well, don't do that. Just do this. And and then it works. And then I'm like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> I just elevated that. But even just being around other artists, like you get exposed to different art styles, different, almost as like different ways of creating art. Cause that is people that like to work with the outlines and then they work their way into filling in all the color. And there's people that do it the other way around, which I, I can't do. Like, uh, I think I've seen a couple of artworks where it's like black and white, but it's inverted. I can't do that. I haven't been able to do a piece that I feel actually happy about. And I'm like, I, one day I'll figure that out. But have you started watching some mirrorless like YouTube videos, like those time lapse videos? I have yeah, I, I love watching some of those. Right, <laughs> uh, even uh, Don Rymax. We were just talking about him when he was in town. Uh, I think Cam uh, McLeod and some other yeah. videographers put together some great time lapse videos. I hope that artists are using some of this, some of these videos. That a they're just fun to watch, but as an artist. I learned so much about watching these videos and YouTube videos were not always around. I mean, like, no, <laughs> I can show yeah. you that, that some of us in this trailer right now that there was no YouTube to go to if you needed to look up a product review or anything like that. Right. You just totally figured it out as you went. And <laughs> no, so I want to, I want to know if Tara watches YouTube running videos because I do. Do you? I do. Totally. Who like, do you watch? Well, even just location. Yeah. Base like yeah. different races. Uh, yeah. You look. Yeah. Up, do you get beta on some stuff? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. A million percent. Just today, just looking up different races of people shot their own videos, which could be real, you know, generic, just on their phones, and they throw them on YouTube or yeah. anything else, um, or even just more professionally done, like directly by the races or different coaching styles or techniques or yeah. it's just kind of fun to read race reports of different places to kind of get more opinions too. Yeah. So yeah, there's so much out there like on anything. You the know. point is you got to do a little bit of research on your own. You do. Yeah. Artist, and now that there's, there's or, more and more resources is what yeah. I was getting at too. Yeah. There's just so much more. YouTube is such a great place that at this point you can, 
you can search virtually anything. And there's there's more to it than the, you know, the the nine year old that are unwrapping toys and making fourteen million a year. What? Not that there's anything what? wrong with that lifestyle. <laughs> But you can get very specific about techniques for stenciling, you know, outdoor surfaces, that type and of thing. You know, we were we were talking about social media earlier. Uh, when I saw that Don Rymix was coming in and doing the murals, I actually sent him a message on Instagram. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I was like, hey, uh, I saw you're going to be in town. If there's anything you need, just let me know. And he's like, we start at 10. That's a great answer. I was like, what? <laughs> and did you go? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, I hit him no up. No so. way. He's yeah, like, so, we started Ted. Yeah. See you there. Oh, yeah, so I showed gosh. up and I was like, all right, I'll be here. Uh, and I stayed there for a second. He didn't have a generator. Yeah, I remember that. So, remember that, yeah. yeah. So I sat around and I was like, here. So I called my father-in-law, brings out the generator. And then he, that's how he started. Now you have a friend. Yeah. Life. You bring a generator. It's a <laughs> and I hope you know that, that Don tells that story of what you guys did. Yeah. To this oh day. God. Like the last time that we chatted, we had a nice long podcast right before, right before they left town. He told that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I read in another place he told that story. Like those little things mean so that much. You can show up in a town and someone will help you. And that was because you reached out. Yeah, like it, it was all through social media because I followed him before and, and I was like, he's going to be here. That's actually really cool. It's like seeing one of my like essentially yeah. kind of like idols because I was like, this is something that I want to do. This is somebody that I look up to. And I appreciate that you had that experience. I think that uh, as a Ogden based sort of organization that we are, there's a lot of Ogden pride in supporting Ogden artists. Right. But I also know how important it is to sometimes to see what other artists at different levels, right? To see them working firsthand. And so I'm a little more blunt. So uh, the city, Ogden, we get pushback on if we don't hire locals to do all the local stuff. This is the reason. On everything. On everything. But this is the reason. And that's the argument is, yeah, but sometimes you got to bring in the pros from out of state so that we can at least learn from them. We can at least see what they're doing and, and like, okay, ask the questions, get to know them, and then learn how to take that next step because they're good. And it's also, I see it almost as like an exchange situation as well. Wouldn't you love to work in Miami? Oh, I would. Or, you know, <laughs> any of these other places that he might be coming from Miami or from Puerto Rico or something. I would love our artists to also go work 100%. in Florida or work yeah. in these other locations, yeah. right? Because we have amazing walls in Ogden, but... We also, there's some good walls around the country. There's no question, right? Yeah. And so I'm so glad that you were able to reach out and, you know, you had a positive experience. And then obviously the results are, I still love, I love those murals. Yeah, those murals are cool. And, and I, I honestly did learn a lot because I sat there through like 3 a.m. Because <laughs> I, didn't, I actually, didn't actually know what I was getting myself yeah. into. But now I was like, well, my father-in-law's generator is here. I can't leave. <laughs> and so. the scale of that project in the, such a short amount of time, yeah. it was pretty staggering to see that. It was it was very quick. They're fast. Yeah. They're, yeah. I, so you probably I, learned a little something about work ethic on that. Oh, absolutely. So what do you think between mural one and finishing your whatever it was, fifth or sixth mural? So what uh, what's, what's the biggest thing you learned from... Over the course of the year? Learning to say no, for one. Like being able to actually be like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Because uh, on the very last mural, they asked me to fill in the holes in the cement. So it was 40, wall, 40 feet by 12 feet, two walls, and then the ceiling. So it was, it was like a big tunnel. It's a big tunnel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they, they asked me if I could fill in the holes in there. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I don't think I want to do that ever again. That was that was a lot a lot of work. Like I want my wall prepped. Before yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot. Uh, so that took me a lot longer than I had anticipated because I've never done that before. Yeah. But I figured I'll just throw in a YouTube video, learn, and <laughs> and then I'll be able to do it. And yeah. and it worked out. It worked out. But um, that's definitely one of the biggest things. It's just like learning to say no, set my boundaries, and actually stick to them. Have been probably one of the biggest lessons from there. You got a show coming up, and we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. chat with that. Let's talk Rufa real real quick. Um, how did you get involved with what is it? Running up for air. What what is it? How did it start? And how did you get involved? Rufa running up for air. Um, it started ten years ago in Salt Lake, where the founder Jared Campbell was. And you maybe have heard of Jared Campbell, yep. the legend. He has won Barkley Marathon a couple times. 
look it up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to look up Barkley Marathon because that's a whole other race. Yeah, take an afternoon, watch the the movies. It's great. Um, so he was training for this this race, and one of the only places to do that in the winter in Salt Lake is up Granger Peak in Mill Creek area, and um, with the inverted air being so bad getting up for air running up above the air was really the only safe place to be mm. just to avoid just the gunk yeah. and how that gets into your lungs which if you're not from utah or not from salt lake ogden provo valley area it about this time of year january february it tends to just sit in the valley and it's this weird gunk thing that mm -hmm. just sits there and so to, you can get above it but you got to go high you got to yeah. run up for air yeah. Yeah, run up for air yeah. run up for air and so it turned into um where he was training a lot and his buddies would they'd place bets on how many laps he could do and and then it turned out to be something where he could donate the money from these bets and they have like an aid station in a, a trunk just in the parking lot and mm -hmm. like in a car and and it got bigger and bigger buddies would come and, and want to run with him and um and it just emerged and like i said this is the 10th year it's been going on um it got big enough to where it was an actual race probably six seven years ago i participated in it and um it was you know great loved it it's beautiful down there the situation was the second year I went down to run it was, gosh, this is great. There's a lot of people from Ogden Davis down mm. here, yeah. and we're running it for air, and we're all driving down here. Gosh, huh. wouldn't that be awesome if we could do this in Ogden? Yeah. We have a similar mountain, prettier, no, a similar mountain, um, about the same distance invert as what we're on here in Grandeur. But we have this amazing community. You guys just talked about community and, and with the arts. We'll just back up, back to the adventure side. We have such an amazing group of of just people who are outside all the time, and they don't maybe consider themselves athletes, but they're out on Malins every day. Yeah. They're yeah. going up and down. They could be like grandpas, these two grandpas I see out there every day. Um, there's so many people that love being outside, and I, I was with another friend of mine and I who brought that to Ogden, and the biggest thing was, well, how are we going to find – how to connect with Jared Campbell. Like yeah. who's got his number? Yeah, like, yeah. gonna do that? And it's the same. It's like what you're saying, you know, it's just the power of, of networking and through social media, we're able to contact him. And of course he's about the nicest guy and as gracious as mm. it can, he can be. And so there was already one similar of running it for air starting in the Denver area. And so that, that year we brought it to Ogden in 2018 for the first year. And so this is our fourth year. Here in Ogden, you know, we've got the COVID years. Which <laughs> so you didn't do it during of, COVID? Didn't do it yeah. during COVID. That was a little break. So um, we're back. We average around 80 people. Um, love to have more. Uh, we have the capacity because of permitting to have more. Um, but it's it's just going well. It's. Uh, but you, you do Maylands. We start at the 29th Street Trailhead. Okay. Right there off of Buchanan. You have and, to come all the way down and touch the road. How does it work? Now you high five. High five right there. Yeah. No, so you start there at the the trailhead at the the giant awning, and you go up. We call it the traditional route up to Malins, up above the pond through the tunnel, hang a right up the hill, tag the tent at the top or the peak, and come back down. And it's about six miles round trip, about twenty three hundred feet. And what happens is. Um, more importantly, backing up from the race structure, it's a charity event. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm the race director here in Ogden, but it's volunteer. Nothing in it for me. It's just mm -hmm. pure satisfaction of, of helping out and just being involved with the community. Like there's, that's really all it is. And um, we have Breathe Utah here in Utah and Utah Clean Energy are our charities. And they donate their efforts to creating legislation and education in the schools providing uh, information on how to better our air quality. Yeah. And they do a lot of work. Um, I don't have all that bulleted to, to share with you here at this point, but on their websites and their social media, it's a great resource to, to check out the things that they're doing. It's, it's, yeah. it's really good. And through the years, um, we've had some years where we've donated over 100K to the various charities. So it's a, it's a big event. And yeah. we're not just here in Ogden or Salt Lake. We're in Provo. Um, formerly known as Squaw Peak, it's now called Kive Peak. Kive rhymes with chive. That's, okay. Uh, remember, we're working on names. Yeah. But it's spelled K V 
uh, uh, can't remember. Kive. 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 I'd have to look at my. Is there a Y in there? Or is yeah. that like oh, I think it's, it's actually, you're right. K Y something something. Four letters. Okay. Rhymes with Kive. Kive. Yes. Okay. So that's great. We've updated that. And there's um, Staunton Rocks outside of Denver. There's um, Missoula. They run up to the M, Mount Sentinel. They're in town. And our Seattle friends are joining us this year with Tiger Mountain in Seattle area. Awesome. This is going to be nationwide soon. uh, Yeah. International, actually. We have an event in Chamonix where they run up the Vertical K. And the Patagonia Europe group Mm. takes care of a lot of that. But this running it for air in Europe, they had... I think over, besides the the event there in Chamonix, they had a virtual event, and mm. over 178,000 people participated in the Europe event. 178,000. Thousand. So Ooh. we're uh, there's some fun things in the work. Maybe yeah. not noticeable in 2023, but in 2024, it's going to be really really exciting to to be a part of this. So yeah, we're we're rolling forward. You so. run hundreds. And you run hundreds yeah. in different places in the West and the world. Um, how is Ogden for a training place? I love that you mentioned that. Um, gosh, and I could get emotional talking about this. You can run and train in Ogden and run anywhere in the world. And that's just kind of a humbling thing, uh, really. We're just surrounded by so many opportunities of, of places to to. to like climb up or go like training here or... get you in shape to ru- to run or anywhere in the world because yeah. it doesn't seem super hardcore here but it's hardcore enough that you can train and do go anywhere yeah we have the technicality here okay. in the northern wasatch to run anywhere around the world and i haven't run everywhere around the world yeah. at all and i'm not at all planning on that but i from the things that I've done, whether it's running in the San Juans in Colorado, various places in that, comparing that to what we have in various sections around where we live, mm-hmm. it's possible. And there's, I'm thinking of all of the other people who I know who, who do that too. And it's really exciting to think that Ogden has that gateway to allow people to do that. It's not necessarily you have to live in Colorado to run these yeah races all around the world or in Salt Lake even. Yeah. Like we have yeah, so much here yeah. that I think a lot of us like to keep secret, but also want it to be known. <laughs> right. I mean, it's yeah. true. So yeah. it's, we, we want to keep it secret, but we want to tell everybody cause it's so exciting. Yeah. It's such a great place here. If I can go back to even like during this Christmas break or this um, like two week break, you know, when people have been off work or out of school and, um, and we've had a lot of snow, um, it's made trail running tricky, but Malin's Peak, which is so accessible just from town, we're, yeah. uh, we're all right here, like a mile or mile and a half away. Um, I think it was, gosh, was yesterday Monday? Yeah, yesterday was Monday. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a long week. The holiday threw everything off. Yeah. yeah. So, so a friend of mine and I were out there. And so she and I just ran into each other in the parking lot. It wasn't planned. We both pulled in at a random time of day. It wasn't like it starting at an hour. And we ran up to Malin's. Not kidding. There must have been between 40 or 70 different people that wow. didn't feel crowded. Yeah. It was enough. Some had dogs. Some didn't. Some had stories. We ran into this one guy who told us a story about how Butch Cassidy used to, like, hide weapons up in the basin. Like, like we stopped what his, not kidding i don't know if it was true but, <laughs> but he was he was surrounded by all of his like family they're out on a family hike and it was you know we had that conversation and well then, there is a story if you run into them again see what? if you can get their contact <laughs> yeah, information yeah, yeah we need to know who that i would is. like yeah. to get them into the show <laughs> yeah. so i mean this is what we've got here yeah. and, it, and, it, and at first you're kind of like oh i'm, I'm on a run you know you're kind of like just but then you're like Look at what we've had. Like, we have people out here who are just loving it so much. They're stopping on the edge of this cliff, yeah, telling you stories about Butch Cassidy running up and down Malins with weapons. And I'm like, what? Did, well, <laughs> listen, we this? think we're like awesome because we explore our hills here. It's been yeah. they've been doing this forever, kids. Just so you know. So Beyond the Rails, I think, is is that the podcast that. Uh, that our friend does, but he, but he did one about the ski jump that was up there. So 
so before, so Pine View, it was right there as you crossed the Pine View. It was a world-class ski jump, and they set world records on it. Well, well, they had to, it got destroyed or ruined or something. This is in a podcast he has. And the next spot he was going to put it was up Taylor Canyon, which is, up to, I'm like, you look at that now, I'm all, how, what the hell is he thinking? Because it hardly ever snows in there. But that was going to be the next place for his ski jump on this side of the mountain. And then he died. He was driving I-15 northbound on a, on a motorcycle to see his girlfriend in Brigham City and he got hit by a car and died. And he was pushing. He was from uh, Europe, and he was pushing ski sports and ski winter events, massive events here in Ogden. People would come from all over to see that ski um, hill jump up there in right there as you go into the Ogden Canyon. And uh, yeah, Ogden's had this stuff for a long time. Wow. Like people that explored our hills for a long time. It's super interesting beyond the rails. That's a pretty good podcast but, but by our friend, but uh, check that one out. Anyway, yeah, it's cool. The people you meet on our local trails, it's insane. You never know. It's nuts. It, yeah. it, we're all out here trying to, you know, fight the inversion or, or fight the, <laughs> yeah. the gunk. Yeah, the gunk. And so it, it's just been really, it's been cool to be able to help put this on because I might orchestrate it but when it comes down to race day and any of the folks who help me out can attest to this we all hold each other's hands and make this work like it's it's so much fun and we had almost the same amount of people volunteer that participated last year it was like a concierge volunteer <laughs> for <laughs> for each runner even though it really wasn't but we had that many people who want to come out and help as we do who help in their way of running the race and it's just a just a fun time it's just so much fun you have your own website malins up for air series.org yes correct um where you can just go to upforair.com and then click under the race information and click on malins i think it's dot org dot org yeah yes so upforairseries.org 24th and 25th so it runs two days Uh uh-huh it's a 24-hour race Mm -hmm. so People choose a 3, 6, 12, or a 24-hour time slot. And then according to their time slot, they go up and down the mountain as many times as they want to. Todd, you in? Let's do it. Next year. Next year. <laughs> the next, next. Yeah. This yeah. next one. And yeah, some exactly. people only will go one lap. Like, yeah. we all love our buddy. Because you the pay the same, and then you just... Yeah. yeah. No, the pay is not the same. Oh, so, it's not the same. Like, here's an example. We okay, all love yeah. our buddy, Eric Manny. Yeah, yeah. So he did the 12-hour last year. Yeah. He did one lap. Yeah. But that was his donation. Was oh, running. Got you, got but you. he finished, awesome. and he was like, I won. <laughs> I won. I'm the first one finished. Yeah, I won. Wonderful. I yeah, won yeah. the race. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a, it's a great time. So that's And great. a personal best for him. So that's <laughs> great. <laughs> yes. It's always a personal best. That, right? I think when he so. was on the show not long ago, he did not like I teased him so much. But you can tease the pros. You yeah, can you can pros. for sure. It's oh February gosh. 24th and 25th, which means plenty of time to train. Plenty of time train. Plenty of time At to raise money. At least one lap. Yeah. Raise the roof. Raise the roof raise up. Yeah. And, you know, I think our it's incredible to think of the people who have run this and done so many laps. Like our, our record. What's the record? Yeah. So in 2019, Ian Ferris, he's down in the, the Utah County area. He came up to run this. And he was literally running because he did, I wrote this down, 15 laps, 15 that's one five so, lap. So to give you an idea, I like to I like to hike, okay? I like to get outside every once in a while. And if I go to hike Malins, I don't go to the, I'm old enough now that going to the top like in the spring is not a good idea cuz I won't walk for a week after that. So I'll go about halfway, come back, and then in a few days or you know next the next Saturday, I'll do the full thing and I'm like, "Oh, I feel pretty good. Now I made it to the top of Ma- one lap, made it to the top of yeah. Malins. Let alone run the damn thing. Yeah. Let alone 15 freaking times. That's insane. 15 15 times 6. So how many miles is that? Quick math, not my thing. Oh, that's a lot. So that's that a many lot. miles. Yep. I can, I'll find, I'll do it on the couch. So just, he, he, he just like wants 90. to confirm that's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Six yeah. times 15. Okay. So that's the, how many miles that was. And then if you do 2,300 feet times 15. So nine, 90. The vertical. Wait, it's, it's what? Wait, how 90 many miles? 90 miles and then 2,300 times 15. Is that meant that much vert? Wait, it's not, is it three miles? It's six round trip. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's is incredible. Yeah. But there's also other incredible feats, if I can say quickly. Like we had some huge records broken last year at the race, the six-hour race. Um, Ryan Montgomery 
from the Wanship area, he came down and ran five laps, five laps mm-hmm. in six hours. So just put oh, that, like throw that. Yeah, that's nuts. And then he finished that. He broke Mike Ambrose's former record by four minutes. So he finished those five laps in five hours, 51 minutes. And he was he came flying in because that was, you know, I think he was trying to get that record. Yeah. By four minutes, he beat. It was just crazy. It was such insanity. It was so exciting. How fast do you run Maylands? Me personally? Yeah, yeah like just oh, like see, that's the normal thing. trail runner person. So I have a goal that if I can come up and down in an hour and a half, that's just fine. And that's one, one lap. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. like social. That's like if I run into somebody who mm-hmm. wants to tell me a cowboy story. Now, or... do you run up it or do you speed hike up it? Or... I, I run sections of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, no. Long okay. gone are those days that. I care to do that. Does Bryce run, run up down it? it? He he probably does. Okay, I bet he does. Okay, just curious. I don't have any evidence because I just when I see people <laughs> running up it, I'm like, I, I step aside so fast in awe, Same. it blows my mind. Yep, just let him go. Yeah, I know. Okay. So anyway, lots of fun records broken, and it's it's just pretty impressive. Raise some money for charity. Jump in on Run Up for Air. It's February 24th and 25th. And I love that it's all levels of ability. I think that's all wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be able to walk. Maybe not when you're done. There's a climbing up for air, but that's another story. There is. There's yeah. the kufa that down yeah. at the front. Yeah, so. it just sounds dirty, but yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne, you got a show coming up. I do. It's, it's, <laughs> it's on a that weird note. segue. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we get around it. We just segue <laughs> to uh, I'll butcher this. A capitulo dos. What is this? Capitulo dos. Yeah. Cap- so that's uh, that means chapter two. Yes. Ultimately, uh, it's my second solo art show. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And it's during First Friday, which is a big day here mm-hmm. in Ogden. We got van sessions, and so unfortunately we can't make it. But where is it, and wh- what's um, the show? So it's over at the Bonneville. Uh, it's a, an office space on 25th Street. It's right in between Stella's and Lucky Slice, right, mm-hmm. right in there. Um, and it's all my artwork, but I did collaborate it with a couple of musicians and bands around here. So I grabbed the song from them, and then I created some visuals for the for the you did a great video introducing it too that's actually a funny story because i wasn't planning on doing that but uh, and the one-liner was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> i just had had uh like some extra time whoa whoa is this it is this breaking news breaking news Breaking news. Oh my gosh, that punched me in the face. We're bringing the news about Ogden. A tough story tonight. A man ends up in the hospital after swallowing $150,000. Turns out there will be no change expected. (laughs) No change expected. You love hearing yourself right now, don't you? (laughs) Okay, that's enough. That's enough for you. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, so that's from Colin Mockery. Uh, the oh god, I love yeah, Colin. Yeah, okay, so yeah. I grabbed that from. And <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Stan. Whose uh, line is improv? It? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, I like improv. I've done actually comedy. Okay, um, I'm, I can say I'm a paid comedian. Okay, what have you not done? <laughs> Uh, because your day run, job run trails <laughs> run up for air yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah day job that. is like best barista in town so. <laughs> yeah that, that is that is the fun part <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, yeah so Friday January 6th uh, at the Bonneville the, uh, actually it's pretty cool because uh, I have a company that sponsored they're like stickers that I'm going to be putting on the frames and it's uh, it, it uses NFC technology yeah. So like what you use to like for like pay with, with your phone, like Apple Pay and stuff like that. Uh, you just tap the sticker and that's just going to direct you to the website. So each of the artworks is going to be sold with the frame itself. That way they'll have that. With the NFT technology. NFC. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. C. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it stands for. So don't even ask me. FC. <laughs> yeah. We got to come up with some words for that. Not yeah. for... Not compliance. Yeah. Not for compliance. <laughs> consumption, not for consumption. So how long is the show going to be up? Not for consumption. Not I think for consumption. That, yeah. <laughs> Nano. One tech, night? I don't know. I how long is your show going to be up? Uh, it's going to be there for a whole month, um, but I'll be there and the reception is going to be from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And what would you say is the music component? you have any live musicians? Yeah, so or? there's going to be live music. It is from a local musician called, he goes by Fawson. So oh, we know Fawson. Yeah, yeah, we, we had him on band sessions. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna, he's he, yeah, he's gonna be playing music and 
we're just gonna be vibing. There's is, gonna be. Is he gonna be making up on the fly, or is he? Yeah, yeah. Because I think he's, I think he's really good at that. I think he's really good at picking up vibes and feeling the energy in the room and just matching it. I think he does a really good job of that. Yeah. So. I was impressed. I was impressed. He was very cool. Yeah, so it's gonna be a fun time. <laughs> Snacks. Yes. Okay. See, that's absolutely. There's gonna be so. There's when a you big talk tradition. about an opening, music is a nice plus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Snacks are a good plus. Food Sometimes you don't have a yeah. chance to grab some food. Yeah. So you count on that, and then if it wasn't in Utah, then you'd have a glass of wine or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> alas, you will have probably yeah. some. I will have coffee, some Lacroix or something. Chocolate. You'll have coffee and hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. That makes sense, of course. Yeah. 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 It'll be vegan hot chocolate, so even even better. I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and there will be there's a tradition in in my culture where on, on the sixth, which is the day where the three magic kings come in and and brought the gifts for for Jesus. They uh, is they, that new? What's that called? The three magic kings. Oh, the other reyes. That's what I know it as. Is it new Christmas or what is it called? Yeah, you just said. Yeah, three magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, essentially, uh, there there is a it's a bread that you cut up and. And and if you find a little a little dole inside, then yeah. that means that you have to make tamales. I'm not having any doles or anything. I'm just having the bread. This is the greatest holiday ever. You give bread away, and if there's a doll, you have to make tamales. So whoever gets the little doll, which is like the little baby Jesus, they yeah. have to make tamales. I'm down. I'm down. Why Especially is this if I not can... the biggest <laughs> holiday ever? I just want the step after where I can get the tamales. <laughs> yeah, <finished>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, there there will be no little doll inside the bread. And no I'm tamales. Just, yeah, and eh, hopefully tamales okay, eventually. Okay. Okay. I'll just have whoever. I'll just tell somebody. You got you got it. It's in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I but, love uh, it. That's no. gonna be so much fun. Yeah, it's gonna be. A well, lot of forget fun. Vance hitches. I'm gonna ditch you for a few minutes. I'm appreciate, gonna head down there. Appreciate that. I'm gonna see if I can find the little baby yeah. Jesus, and then I could probably learn to make tamales over YouTube. See, it's all full circle. See, oh. Full circle. Look at that. Over YouTube, <laughs> I could probably do that. Also, because I don't know how late you're going. But um, Hector Cobo and the proper way is at the lighthouse Friday night at about nine ish. Oh, for so on real night in Ogden. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be like the fastest teardown van sessions ever. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to close up. We're heading down to the lighthouse. <laughs> Those, that's two great bands. No, it's yeah. it's a great night. So good luck on your show. I hope you have a good show on, on Friday at the Bonneville. Just looking to celebrate with everybody. That's mainly. Yeah. 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 Uh, how can we follow you on the socials? I'm under Noise Explosion on Facebook, Instagram, and I think I want to say YouTube too, but I'm not sure. Okay. Very I, good. I made a YouTube a long time ago. but <laughs> The next time you do, if you haven't already, a mural, set up a camera, do the little, do a little time a lapse. A little time lapse. I'm telling you, I love watching those and I don't think I'm alone. And it's, <laughs> it's inspiring for other artists that have not done it before, so... Todd, did you have arts news or should we skip that? Cause we might. Well, We've been going kind of yeah. long. I think that I did want to just point out, you know, I'm a movie person, right? But I, over the last year or so, I have, I'm way behind. I mean, I'm way behind on movies. But I did see that the Utah Film Critics Association kind of chose their favorites. And to kind of keep it close to home, I thought I'd mention just a few of their picks. Now, most of these are movies that I just haven't gotten to yet, but I certainly want to. Um, they chose... A movie called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. You're familiar. Most people are. You are just starting to get into movies just within the last few years. Do you watch them? You? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, this is a movie that's that's phenomenal from what I understand. I just need to find time to do it. But the runner-up, uh, surprisingly, not surprisingly, was that Top Gun sequel, Maverick. People, critics loved it. The audience loved that. Watch I mean, that, that again was, the other night. I have you saw little. it again? I've seen it. We have the DVD if you want to come over. Okay. Yeah, I saw it once in theaters. And I haven't seen it since. I need we have the DVD. We bought it. Yeah. Um, what's another one? Uh, there's another one for, let's see, best lead performance male was Colin Farrell in a movie called The Banshees of Inisherin. I bring that up because that's on one of the streaming channels. I think it's on Netflix right now, so maybe check that one out. These will all be probably you know nominated for Oscars if you follow any of the awards shows. Um, there's one other I was going to point out. Oh, the animated. I did get around to seeing... Um, Guillermo del Toro stop motion, which is another show in, in a previous lifetime, uh, April and I, my friend and I worked at a stop motion animation studio, right? The best job in, I've ever had in my life. But, uh, Guillermo del Toro's, he did, uh, a stop motion Pinocchio and it's amazing. And I can't like, where can you watch enough. it? It's amazing. Uh, this is on, 
It's on one Netflix. of the streaming ones. It's on is it Netflix? Netflix. It's on yeah. Netflix. Okay. And if you and you can't not enjoy it, like it's 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 phenomenally done. Mm. And if for some reason you're able to blow off just the tech technical, just like amazingness, there's a making of it that's also on Netflix, and you have to watch that as well, right? Mm. And then you'll kind of get into that. But anyway, the Utah film critics didn't choose that as their favorite. They chose that as the runner-up, and they chose uh, it's sort of a What's that documentary, like a faux documentary? It's kind of like a fake documentary. Anyway, it's called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Oh, mm-hmm. And uh, which, again, I haven't seen this yet, but I really want to. It was a short that I think it was a Sunday short, if I remember right. And then they made it into a feature length development. So I definitely want to see that, too. So anyway, if you haven't had a chance to see Pinocchio, watch Pinocchio. That's helpful. That's it's, good info. It's amazing. And it's like old school Pinocchio, too. Yeah. Right. It's Pinocchio with fascism and Mussolini. I mean, it's like. It's good Pinocchio. It's a great Pinocchio. <laughs> no Pinocchio without fascism and Mussolini. Yeah. My 11-year-old said that to me. He's like, Mom, have you ever seen Pinocchio? Would you like to watch Pinocchio? I'm like, would I ever? <laughs> it's, a, it's a brand new movie. Yeah. He's like, would you like to watch Pinocchio? I'm like, yeah. But no, that's a good call on that. And it's still a family cool. film. It's a family yeah, yeah, film. But yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely a little more traditional roots if you see this one. But oh, that's uh, great. just the work involved. And it was like he used three different studios, including one in... I want to say in Mexico uh, where Guillermo's from. And so like the Pinocchio and a, and one of the other leads that's uh, the cricket in it were done essentially in Mexico. So it was important to him to have like a majority of the, the, the crew was from Mexico. I thought that was awesome too. And so, yeah, yeah amazing movie. And anyway, oh, I could talk cool. more about those things. So, <laughs> uh, so adventure news, I'll just give you the headlines. You go look up the stories. That's how this goes. Uh, Snow Basin's adding new high speed, lift uh six seat lift um it will help with it's uh the des moines Moines express it'll help with the congestion on strawberry which is fantastic news this is the good news bad news uh pro rally driver ken block died in a snowmobile accident in utah um super famous pro rally driver also i read he was uh um part of the dc like founder of dc shoes so i had tie-ins to powder mountain um that's that's a shame that's very terrible also a tree fell on a chairlift at Park City and killed an employee on the chairlift. That's god awful. So Horrifying. there's that. Um, yeah, that's horrible news. I just read about that too. Locally, uh, Becker Brewing descendants are suing Ogden River Brewery for using their name and brand, and they sh- shouldn't have been. And that's a mess. You can find that story on KSL. That's not good. Uh, good news is we're at like a hundred and. 57% on 167% on water over last year as far as snowpack goes. I don't think it's going like to stop snowing. Whole... It's one of those where it's just, <laughs> like it's just you like just have snowing. a sense that it's just going to keep snowing. Like it's, it's January the whole month. 2nd, 3rd. Like it's, oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, like we're doing great as far as water goes and we need that. And then finally, in the best news of the day, and I'm sure that I think they have this for rescue dogs in Utah, but 10 Cup Whiskey has released the 2023 Avalanche Rescue Dog Calendar. So you get a puppy a day. It's oh. one of the. Yes. That was for the uh, dog fans. Avalanche Rescue Dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we have that sound effect? I didn't know that. Our dog audience is, it's pretty good. I'm just saying, yeah. Do you remember, do you remember in Scrooge when he, he gets. Cats. Cats. He's talking and, about, cats. Talking yeah. about yeah, what are we going to do for our animal audience? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Millions of cats are watching Millions. <laughs> millions. Uh, 10 Cup Whiskey has the calendar out, so you can go check that out if uh, if you want to have that. So thanks so much, uh, you guys, for, for joining us. Tara, Leon, I'm going to practice your last name for life, and eventually <laughs> I'm going to get it. Well, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. Thank you for, for having me. Uh, we'll leave you some van sessions. I'm editing the Todd missed this one. It was Future X Boyfriend. It was fa- and, and Tycoon Machete. Tycoon Machete crushed it on YouTube, by the way. Uh, if you go back and watch some of that. But um, I'm surprised at how much I like these bands during the re- after I'm listening to them on the recording, I'm listening to them back because there's the live and I hear it. I'm like, okay, you know, it's all right. You know, it's pretty good. It wasn't bad. And I listen to the recording. I'm like, oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And, and it happens often. So I saw future uh, ex-boyfriends uh, did a giant new year show down in Salt Lake just the other night. Yeah. They're, they're good, man. They're I'm good. So this is a track by guys. them that we recorded, uh, via van sessions. Uh, let's see what track is. Did I choose for, 
us lovelies to listen to. I think uh, I saw them once on Kamikaze for Halloween, and they were dressed as like the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, that's wonderful. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Costumes are underrated. Yeah. This is called Golden Light, and I think this comes out tomorrow on Van Sessions. You can follow that on our YouTube. Um, and that's it for this episode. This is Future Ex-Boyfriend. Boyfriend on Van Sessions.